Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us today on the podcast, Jennifer Bartlett. Hello. Robbie Croyle. Hello. And you're a host, Logan Daly. So glad that you could join us this post-Easter episode, chock full of what I'm sure will be footnotey goodness. Mm. 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 Jen, did you ever find out, does your dad approve of the phrase footnotey goodness? I did not. All right. Well, we're still waiting to hear back on that. Marguerite, you could email us at info at missionridge.church and uh, let us know. Yeah. Please don't, Mom. <laughs> That's fun. All right. Edit that <clears throat> out. <laughs> I don't know why we're all laughing. Jen definitely did not just say something. I don't know why it went blank there. Just a dead space. You don't even edit out this. Like, <laughs> just, just mute you for a second. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh uh, no. What'd you guys? What'd you guys eat for your Easter dinner? Uh, vanilla wafers and frosting. And scotch. Sweet. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, we had this whole plan of going to hike Morel Falls, then we're going to eat at the chicken coop because I've heard their chicken strips are better than Chick fil A's, and I wanted to test that. That won't be hard. Oh. oh. Pressing on. Shots fired. I'm like, that hurt me. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Morel Falls, like you couldn't get to it because there's still so much snow on the ground. And I like didn't want my car to be running around. And then Chicken Coop was closed. So we drove to Sealy Lake for no reason. All that to say, I made chicken, mashed potatoes, and broccoli. <laughs> to nice. answer your actual question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is one long detour to it. Your dinner. I mean, you know, twice. It's, a, it's about the journey. It's about you, the journey. You drove to Sealy, and then you drove took back. us on a journey again, verbally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, huh? Well, we celebrated our rabbi. I had a lot of mashed potatoes. I had leftover mashed potatoes. I ate that too. I was wondering if you had any dishes. At yeah, all, it took me. It took me a second there to remember if I had eaten actual food. You know, now that Lent church, is over, you could you could go to. I could I okay. I tried, so I got my I got my Subaru out and the battery running, and so I was that, that was going right. Yeah, uh, and so I went it for, resurrected this. It weekend. resurrected. Uh, <laughs> it raised from the dead battery. Uh, <laughs> so I I went on a little jaunt because I'd heard tell of a new Taco Bell, right. I'd mm-hmm. heard tell of this new Taco Bell out at the the, the Y. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a little jaunt down the road as my battery was now running, and I wanted to keep the car going for a bit. So I went for a little little joy ride, ran through the gears a couple times, and uh, and then I got out there, and that Taco Bell currently is closing at eight p.m. What? And it was eight twenty. Oh. I think because it's brand new, they probably don't have a full staff yet. Weird. That might be a thing. Weird, because like they're the ones that are open until like yeah. one a.m. Fourth something. meal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm, nope. Yeah, that would surprise me. It. I. I was baffled. That was the. Yeah, I was very. I, I was perplexed. That is weird. So then I turned around and went back to my house and mashed potatoes and. No, oh, I had the mashed potatoes after church. Oh, so. Yeah, and then I went and saw Godzilla versus King Kong, and, and then I went on that adventure. Then I came back and had more vanilla wafers and frosting, which was it's delicious. Oh, so good! It was it was great. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, we had the typical goyim celebration of resurrection by having ham mm. and potatoes, and Christy made this. I don't know if it's a dessert or a side dish. It, it has a pudding. Okay. Vanilla pudding, I believe. 
pudding, yogurt. Um, what's the top, the topping you put on pies? But it's not whip topping. Um, Meringue. No. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Yeah, Cool Whip. Which I'm not sure what Cool Whip is. If you... I call it whipped cream. It's, it's a whipped cream product. But it's not. Yeah. It's dairy-free. Oh. Yeah, it's synthesized. It's, it's it, soil and cream. Okay. It's still delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And uh, I don't know if we're just... Uh, at any rate, everything's a chemical. We compound. were trying to figure out if this was a healthy dish or not, and then it's got raspberries. Like we, like we took frozen raspberries and threw it in mm. just before, so it was it was kind of the raspberries were really still kind of frozen. Mm. It was really it was tart mm. and sweet and amazing, and uh, it's got yogurt in it, so it's got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going with. That checks out. Yeah, I'll accept that. All righty. Now that we've figured out what we ate or didn't eat, I had some steaks ready to cook. I just didn't cook them. Hmm. But now I have those to look forward to whenever I decide to grill them. <laughs> They're sitting with they. They've been sitting in their little salt, just soaking up all that salty goodness. Just getting to know the flavors. It's fine. This has been an episode of uh, binging with footnotes. Thanks for joining. Uh, let's talk about some. Let's talk about the Bible or something. I don't know. Let's talk about Jesus or something. Uh, the footnotes. Let's talk about some some something that might turn into footnoty goodness. We just don't know. Yeah, let's do that. It might develop into. It just makes me think of foot fungus. That's what I figured. Uh, this episode of footnotes brought to you by Lotrimin Ultra. <laughs> burning has moved from your bosom to your feet uh <laughs> footnotes wow i could come up with like advertisements for footnotes with this i, I like it i'm gonna talk with kyle about this it's gonna be great Fake let's talk about uh let's talk about things that are according to scripture uh let's 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 talk about that i don't remember what we're talking about when i queue up the according to scripture topic <laughs> i really don't i thought i had it but then i didn't it's gone so I wrote it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> that must mean this This one's on Rob. Rob. Hello, Rob. <laughs> help us, Robbie One Kenobi. You're our only hope. Wow. This might be our shortcoming. So, for I deliver to you as of first importance. Okay. What I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Ah, that's where that. And that in. he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Ah. And so I thought we should highlight some of the passages, not all the passages, that that allude to the fact that Christ would die for our sins. And oh, oh. I'm just going to throw this out there for next year. According to the scriptures, could be a really good sermon series. Anyway, let's continue on with this. According to the scriptures, nice segue. Yeah. Huh. All right. All right, so um, so this idea that Christ, that the Christ would die for our sins, uh, I think you have to start with Genesis 3, okay. uh, 14 and 15. Um, the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, because you have tempted the woman to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, cursed are you more than all the cattle, and more than every beast of the field, on your belly you will go, and dust you'll eat all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. Most theologians would tell you that um, this idea is that, uh, that, that the Messiah is going to have to be the one to deal with this this Genesis 3 problem mm-hmm. and um, that it'll come at a cost. He'll be bruised, uh, in this case on the heel, but ultimately the uh, the spiritual enemy will be 
bruised on the head. Um, really, and and that's really kind of pointing to then times, I think, or from an eschatological standpoint, uh, the end of the age. Mm-hmm. So that's where it starts. Um, Isaiah fifty three uh, would be your next would be a good next logical place to look. Um, says starting in verse five, uh, he was pierced through for our transgressions; he was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray; each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of all of us all to fall on him. That's f- verses five and six. And then verse nine says he was assigned uh with the wicked men, yet uh his grave, I'm sorry, his grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with the rich man in his death because he had done no violence, nor was there was there any deceit in his mouth. Then verses 11 and 12, as a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allow him a portion with the great and he will divide the booty with the strong because he poured out himself to death and he was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sins of many and interceded for transgressors. Hmm. So that's this idea of uh, the Christ, the Messiah, uh, bearing the sins of the people. Um, Marty will tell you, Marty Solomon will tell you that the Orthodox Jewish perspective of Isaiah 53 is that this speaks of Israel and Israel's role within the world. Hmm. Interesting. Um, which I, I, I really find fascinating. I guess you have to, if you're an Orthodox Jew, you have to have an answer for, well, how's this not Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a hard time reading it that way. And um, Yeah, I have a hard time reading. And maybe it's because of my perspective. Maybe it's because of the way I've read it uh, sure. for mm-hmm. for all of my life. Um, and Marty's not saying that the Orthodox Jewish perspective on this is correct. He just wants just bring up the awareness of this. He, is yeah, he just wants it. to raise awareness mm-hmm. of this sure. is this is the perspective. It's not like they they never read this before and didn't realize. Mm. what it said. I mean, they, they read it. Um, I've heard uh, some some teachers from an organization called One for Jesus, uh, which is a messianic group out of Israel. And they, uh, you can find them on Facebook. They are actively pursuing Jews to lead them to Christ. Hmm. And uh, fascinating, fascinating, fascinating uh, testimonials from people all across the country, all across the world, I'm sorry. Uh, Mostly East Coast from the U.S., mostly East Coast, maybe L.A., usually bigger cities that they're they're getting... uh, these testimonials from from folks um, from the U.S., but then some other folks, and sometimes they're they're being spoken in Hebrew, and so you're you're reading subtitles to to understand uh, what they're saying. Um, but really, like some very similar testimonials of what we've come to expect, you know, or, or we we've probably heard within the uh, churches that we have gr- grown up in. But just some interesting um, comments about a couple things. One is anti-Semitism that they oftentimes have experienced uh, through uh, you know interactions with certain churches. Mm. Um, 
the Catholic Church in, in particular is, you know, I've just heard that in several of the testimonials. Mm -hmm. they, like, as kids, they experienced anti-Semitism from other kids who were Catholic uh, mm -hmm. growing up in, in, again, like oftentimes these big cities. Sure, puts a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so just I, I found that really fascinating. Um, but then some of them have just expressed, like, why did no one show me Isaiah 53? It's like it's like it's the conversation that kind of gets ignored. Mm. And and so, you know, the conversation that we don't want to have, as it were. Um, gotcha. And so they're like, I read Isaiah 53, and then I read through the Gospels. And I'm like, of course. Of mm -hmm. course that happened that way. Right. Um, you know, uh, Psalm 22 would be another, uh, source for just, uh, some messianic, you know, th actually there's several Psalms, um, that have messianic implications. Um, the reference to the third day, uh, hap happening according to the scriptures, I think you have to start with Jonah 1, 17, uh, the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days mm -hmm. and three nights. In Luke eleven twenty nine and 30, Jesus references specifically, um, he says, um, this generation is wicked. It seeks for a sign, yet no sign will, given, will be given to it, but the sign of Jonah, for just as Jonah became a, Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. I, I want to talk about that real quick. Yeah, we've we've touched on this back in our Jonah series, and I, I feel like at least one other time since then a little bit, but this is, yeah. Yeah, and, and Luke captures this a little differently, the way Jesus said this than, mm -hmm. than what I remember, but just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, like, let's unpack that a little bit. What... What do you guys see in that statement? Jonah, well, I mean, so in the story of Jonah, Jonah becomes a sign to the Ninevites because he shows up, and it, it, I, you can't attribute it to the words he's saying. Sure. Because he says five words. <laughs> Literally, he says five words, and the entire city goes topsy-turvy and repents, mm -hmm. sackcloth and ashes. He's the worst prophet ever, but he's... <laughs> exceedingly successful in this, like the most successful prophet, but he's the absolute worst at his job. He's not a great orator. If no, no, no. He, this is, he is giving a completely half-assed effort at this point. Like, yeah, he got eaten by the, he got eaten by the fish and vomited up. He's had a, he's had a rough couple of days. He's had a rough, you know, it's probably a week journey to get back there walking through the desert after being sitting in a, a whale's digestive track. Uh, he's not feeling so fresh. He shows up, looks like garbage, says five things, like, not five things, five words, and repent now, y'all are screwed. Right? You know, that we, we, <laughs> I've played with that many times. Like, what, what exciting five words can you use to get this point across? But like not he didn't he doesn't even say like repent. He just he just says y'all are doomed. Um <laughs> and everybody does the right thing. He's the worst. The absolute worst. He's terrible at this. And I mean, because normally prophets are very like loquacious and verbose. And, verbose and they're gonna like go, nice go read Ezekiel. Go read Ezekiel or or Isaiah for crying out loud. Isaiah, shut up. <laughs> like, Amen. Can I get a five word chapter? <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, I'm well, once again. I'm still enjoying my Isaiah LTG readings a lot. Obviously, loving every second of it. I love it so much. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But the point is, like, normally they're going to say all these things. Jonah's not saying that, right? Um, so something about him, something about this, uh, about this situation, him showing up, and I don't know, maybe he just looked like, because he, he looked the part, he looked like he'd been eaten by a whale. I, I don't know what was, I don't know what the case was, but something that's going on there 
stirs the city into repentance. I, I personally, I would say that the city was probably all, like God's already at work mm-hmm. in the people there. Something's going on um, to make this <clears throat> occur, and that's probably why God wanted to send them anyway. But I mean, it's known that Nineveh is a wicked city. They're they're complete a holes. Uh, they're really, really not nice people to anyone and everyone that's not them. Uh, so the I, the comparison between, you know, this wicked generation, Nineveh, the wicked, you know, the wicked yeah. city oh, geez, that yeah. repents, like the, the parallel there is fantastic. But I wonder if, what Jonah must have looked like coming uh, out of like... You vomited he... up by a whale and then have to walk across the desert for... I can't remember how many days. Yeah, it's a week or two. Yeah, journey, journey to get there on foot. And he As got swallowed by. He got thrown off the boat. He had everything he had on the boat, and they threw him off. It's not like they threw his stuff, and the fish ate mm-hmm. that too. He's de- he's bereft of any and all. Yeah, stuff. Probably. He probably looks like garbage. <laughs> I don't rem- like. I don't remember all the details, but. When I took a I took a youth group down like into caves and we got this tour and they were talking about like how a guy got trapped down there with absolutely no light and it wa- it was like five days that he was trapped down there and when he came out like his hair was white it it sounds really like this was a long time ago and I don't know for how those true of you that are listening and can't see my face there's a very incredulous look on it he's not believing a word I say. <laughs> But like this that, sounds like an old wives' tale. Maybe it is. I mean, the caves were really, really old, and they were in Tennessee. So, uh, but that whole thought of like your body needs light. So I there's a part of me that envisions him like ghostly white, and then crazy sunburnt because because he was ghostly white. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would just. Well, and, and I, I whether whether he's bleached out because of stomach acid or 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 whatever kind of environment he's in, sure. Um, you know, if he just smells like a fish, oh, he has to reek. He doesn't like, smell good. No, and he's probably like skeletal because he hasn't like like fish dust, mm-hmm. dusty hmm. fish sweat, hmm. grossness. Hmm. I'm puking. <laughs> what's What's interesting is the juxtaposition between Jesus, who laid down his life willingly, and Jonah that got dragged, kicking and screaming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because while while the Ninevites and the wicked generation, like they are, there's a similarity there, mm-hmm. but. Jesus identifying himself with connecting himself to Jonah as the protagonist, as it were. Sure. Uh, that's that's an interesting interesting thought. Uh, Hosea 6.2 says, He will revive us after two days. He will raise us up on the third day that we may live before him. So there's, there's definitely some... Uh, some thoughts in the Old Testament. I, I think there's more, more than this. Um, these were just some just some highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a kind of some highlights according to the scripture. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I see where it connects now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glad you could all join me on that journey of learning what the heck Rob meant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's oftentimes a journey. I'll, it's about the journey. Mm-hmm. It's not about the destination. We might never actually get there. <laughs> I figured out what we're up, man. Yes. Oh, all right. Let's talk about Lord Jesus and uh, how many times that 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 this this was a fun little. This is mainly for Kyle, who's not here, but uh, this is a fun little bit. So <clears throat> let's uh, distinguish. Let's distinguish. <laughs> I'm not even sure what words I that that was just I don't know what happened there. Distinguish and discuss. Let's and discuss. Sure, uh, the difference in so Lord Jesus and Jesus the what is the the usage like calling him Lord versus Lord Jesus. 
there's some different connotations there that we might want to flesh out. So yeah, when I read through that, and we had just gone through uh, Luke not too long ago as uh, in our LTG reading, and so reading everything, uh, reading three chapters a day, every day for a week, highlights things that you, that you don't always see. And and this was this usage of Lord Jesus, that combination, I'm like, I don't remember seeing that in that combination like that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's only in one other place in the Gospels, and it's in Mark, and it's post-resurrection. Mm. And so... Jesus leveled up. Level up. Yeah. <laughs> Level up. And so, you know, I did some searching, and and within the Scriptures, 169 times are Jesus and Lord are found in the same verse. Uh, you know, Jesus said to him, on the other hand is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. So both of those words are in in the verse, uh, but Jesus and Lord are not necessarily connected. They're not tied together. At all. There's other cases where um, Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. And so he is referred to as Lord in that particular case, but that's not... Lord Jesus. Not Lord Jesus, this title. So 102 times... <clears throat> Is that more like a yes, sir? It could be like a yes, sir, or a yeah, some, yeah, some yes. sort of phrase like that. Yeah, yes, Lord, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Is it the same word? Yeah, it is. Okay, it is. Um, but it's like calling someone Lord, you know. Re- Referring to like in in a country where where there's titles and you know barons mm-hmm. and like like to call someone lord is just a general term mm. of you know status of status, but calling someone Lord Elrond, you know that is that is a you are. That is a rank. That is, that is their the that title. Is a, their that is yeah. a specific rank. That is that is a yeah. And so, two times it shows up in the Gospels. The other one hundred times it shows up in the New Testament writings post resurrection. Hmm. And just shows you. Just shows you this perspective difference. There's a shift in how mm-hmm. they view him. There's a shift in in fact, I I even believe that when you read the book of Acts, that shift is still it, it's 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 changing over time. Like they're I, I don't know what it'd be like to walk with Jesus for mm-hmm. three years and then realize no, no, he no, he is the son of God. Right. Yeah, like that was God in the flesh. Like to know intellectually is one thing; to know from a from a heart level and experiential level. To really kind of take that and understand it versus know it. Well, from a doctrinal standpoint, like we talk about Jesus being fully man and fully God. Mm-hmm. The question is, where does that take place? Is he fully God as an infant? Mm. Like that's That doesn't quite seem to make sense from the narrative. In fact, in, we're told, I believe it's in Acts, that Jesus grew... Mm-hmm. In, in knowledge, which God doesn't need to grow knowledge, mm-hmm. 
and in favor with God and with men. Yeah, there seems to be some sort of progression there, which is interesting. Yeah. And you and I talked about this. My personal personal belief is that you there's this arching, there's this... It's like an exponential growth curve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you get closer to the the death, the crucifixion... Yes. It becomes more and more incarnate, which is... Well... That's also odd. Is he already incarnated at birth, but then he becomes more and more aware? Like... Like, the human side of him becomes mm. more aware of the fact that he is the son of God, and therefore, like... Because, I mean, when he's 12, and Mary and Joseph can't find him, he's like, don't you know I'd be in my father's house? Like, there's obviously an awareness then sure. that he... Yeah, and that's... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily have a... Yeah. I don't have a strong opinion on this one, because I don't... Yeah, I he... don't feel like I know enough to have an opinion that's worth two beans. So, mm-hmm. In Philippians 2, we're told that he he took off. Like he, he um, part of the Godhead, he, he, um, he emptied himself, mm-hmm. taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of, of man. Yeah, and so um, it makes me think of uh, when when he's baptized and the dove comes down and the spirit, yeah, comes down on uh, that. It feels feels like there's a shift there, mm-hmm. also. Um, I had that thought too, and then that's when I remembered the twelve year old Jesus. Yeah, so. that would be. I think if I was to make a case I would probably include that as a uh, a linchpin mm-hmm. in the or at least a, a strong point in the yeah. argument um, it's definitely a defining moment I, I feel like that's probably you could maybe make the case that that's where uh, the incarnation is realized I guess or fully realized maybe mm-hmm. um once again, my I don't suspicion necessarily know enough to have an informed opinion. My mm-hmm. suspicion, and and I think these are things that we can argue about. Um, like, but my suspicion is that what Jesus actually shows us is what it means to depend on the Holy Spirit. Ooh. That. There are things that Jesus knows because he takes time to spend time with the Father. Mm-hmm. And through the Holy Spirit, the Father reveals things to him. Mm-hmm. And there seems like, like, why would Jesus spend all night to figure out who the 12 should be right. if he is fully God? That yeah. seems like a lot of wasted processing power. Or if he is living out exactly what he asks us to live out. And so he he gets away with the Father like he asks us to, to abide in him, to to mm. pray, to pray without ceasing, all, all these things. Sure. Um, and then as he gets closer and closer and closer to the cross, I think he's he's becoming more and more and more aware. But... For sure, after the resurrection, he is fully man and fully God. Yeah. And could have been the whole time if he hadn't chosen to empty himself to experience exactly what we experience it the way we experience it. Sure. Well, and oh man, I have so many thoughts about this. This is amazing. Uh, it makes me think of like when Moses is on Mount Sinai with God and he can't see 
okay, this is me processing this as I'm saying it. So, uh, like he, God passes by him and Moses gets to see his backside. Like there's this part of like God holding, like covering Moses's eyes almost so that he can't see his full glory. And I like, as Jesus was growing and getting older, is he like his eye, like eyes are uncovering and like, it made a lot more sense in my head as I was getting excited about it than it did. Reveal the the fullness is revealed as he's getting, getting closer. Older, sure. Yeah. Hmm. Because I mean, I would before Rob started talking, the other thought was Elizabeth with John the, when she was pregnant with John the Baptist acknowledged that Jesus was Lord. Even like the baby within me leapt because hmm. like, so there's this awareness. Fascinating. Footnotey goodness. Mm. Dang it. The thing that I just, I got to wonder about, and, and <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but they pooped next to Jesus sometimes. Facepalmed myself into the microphone for all of you. You're welcome. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that mess with you later? Like, maybe I honestly can say I've never thought about that. Your comment about how like they probably said some really dumb things around Jesus, and then we're like thinking through that later it um i don't like it makes me think like they were sitting around a campfire like how many dumb stories did they tell jesus or dumb jokes like they were absolutely yeah absolutely they were probably huge like just idiots around jesus and they're probably going like oh that was the son of god (laughs) you know elbowing jesus as as one of the Ladies walks by, and you know, like, what do you think about her? Yeah, I mean, feel like that's probably not what you would do with your rabbi, but then again, I don't know, I wasn't there. (laughs) I feel like that would be a more respectful sort of relationship, but then again, I don't know. Okay, well, so, (laughs) so, way to hold that one for us, people, people, you could be respectful around somebody, right? Sure. But when you, I feel like that's more like Jesus would catch them. Like Peter's gonna el- catch John elbowing Peter, being like, "Hey, look at her!" And Jesus is gonna be like, "Dude, what did I tell you about? Like, do we need to get that right eye out? What do we got to like?" <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't bring that up. <laughs> Just me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They lived together for three. I didn't like say you. that they were. I didn't see that they wouldn't screw up. But I don't think they'd intentionally bring it up. But maybe how, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of with Rob on this one. I feel like the closer you get to somebody, the more you're willing to be your true and authentic self, and you're gonna say maybe. and do things that you're maybe. like. You could wear that face for so long, that pious, that you know, whatever face, and then, but your guard's gonna come down at mm-hmm. some point i mean it probably it probably will probably. that's i i i'm not disagree i'm just mm, <laughs> i don't know I, and, and and i don't know would you would you freak out about i, I don't know jesus farted too right like uh, well yeah, i just, I'm like, just saying, like the normal <laughs> bodily functions like jesus went like he sure. chose the like wouldn't that mess with your mind a little bit uh-huh May, maybe I mean, like to remember that one time, Peter, where we had the bad fish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, it's possible. It's very possible. I just, I, I don't know. I, I can honestly say I've never thought about it before. I mean, you've given me new things to contemplate on, Rob. Thanks for that. Well, it's like it's like Big Thor, right? Big Fat Thor. Thor. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, Dad Bod Thor. Dad <laughs> Bod. Dad Bod Thor. Thor the the great. The big Thor, big Thorbowski. Yes, Thorbowski. Thorbowski. Yeah, I mean that's the closest we come to like 
Thor becoming really kind of human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the, you know, the, but the, the sheen comes off of it a little bit. The sheen mm-hmm. comes off. So if you had met Thor, not knowing who he was, he's just this, you know, oh, mm-hmm. dad bod Thor. And then all of a sudden he goes full Thor and the hammers and the, the armor and suddenly his beard is braided. I didn't understand that part of the transformation. How did that happen? That lightning's magical. <laughs> then so all of a sudden, school, middle school girls got in there. Yeah, just <laughs> like some middle school girl that got in there and braided his beard. I want some magical lightning. <laughs> like, all right, do something with my beard. I've had my beard braided like that before. It's also a little painful. The fact that his eyes weren't watering—that shows how tough he is. Uh, especially because it happened that fast. My goodness. But uh, yeah, okay. So you you know Thor as the you know drunk fat guy, and then then you know Thor, and he changes into that. Would your perception you'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. I, I I can see the analogy there a little bit. All right. That's all right. Yeah, I just right. think for the disciples, and from the Jewish perspective. God doesn't put on flesh ever. And the fact that Christians believe that God put on flesh mm-hmm. is uh, to them, um, they would, well, they called Jesus um, a pig. Mm. They refer to him as, as a pig. Because he's unclean, because because of how we have defined him, hmm. he's the most unclean thing that they could think of. Is that why we do ham on Easter? That's why I do ham on Easter. <laughs> so bad. Ay ay ay. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the third. Next step. So it's uh, honestly address your brokenness until Christ brings resurrection. I don't want to. It's really painful. (laughs) Jen, how'd you feel about this one? Gosh, I cried again. Like (laughs) going for the trifecta. Hat trick. I mean, you're already there. Like, I just cry. Let's just assume I do. <laughs> we'll celebrate when I don't. And then I'll cry because we're celebrating that I didn't cry. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, yeah. And it was, like, the next step is amazing. But it was what you said along with the next step that, like, hit of, like, believing in that what God said he's going to do is what he's going to do. I'm not even talking to my mic. Sorry about that, Logan. Um, so, and like, I'm paraphrasing this. So if I'm saying it wrong, correct me, but just that like whole continuing to believe God in the resurrection when it feels hopeless and feels like there's no way and only God could make it happen. Like, that felt like exactly what I needed to hear this Easter. So, yeah, yeah. yeah God gives us these these dreams, and it, we could use we could use uh, jo- uh, Joseph as the archetype of this, right? He's given this dream, mm. and and then the spiritual enemy uh, puts you in a pit. You get sold to Egypt, and you're thinking. I'm as far away from that dream as I could ever possibly be. Yeah, this dream is not coming to be. This th- this dream is dead. Sure. Was I was I dumb for thinking that? Was I dumb for picturing that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, we and we we start questioning our our sanity. We start mm-hmm. questioning our our connection with God, our ability to hear Him. All of this 
and resurrection says it's not that dead. <laughs> not dead yet. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <clears throat> yeah. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we yeah, we, we have to resist becoming satisfied with, with just a little resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be I think if I was gonna tweak that for my just for my wording of it. Cause it, it when I when I read it, honestly adjust your brokenness until Christ brings resurrection. Um <clears throat> it it seems like there's a there's an end point to that. And I'm not sure if there is an end to addressing my brokenness. Like I can honestly address it, but I have to continue to do that because there's more resurrection to be had. Mm-hmm. There's more brokenness to be healed. Um, well, the resurrection of, of every thing, every broken thing, is its own resurrection, and and yeah. and and that is glory. I, I know what you're saying, but for that that piece, that element. There is an end to that piece. It's resurrected, but then you're right. There are more resurrections, sure, to be experienced, and so uh, we should celebrate those resurrections as they take place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you it's could, it's like you say you don't don't be satisfied with a little bit of resurrection, right? Like, that it doesn't it doesn't end there. Uh, you know, it's not just your personal. You know, it's, it doesn't end with a, okay. You said your Jesus prayer, and now, yeah, you you've got salvation, right? And yay, happy day. Mm-hmm. End of end of story. Get off the train. No, no. Further on, further up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, little it's, C.S. Lewis. Little C.S. Lewis there. It, it, you get a, you got to continually go after this. Yeah, it's not Christ wants to resurrect every area of yeah. brokenness and death in your life. Yeah, I have a weird visual. Mm. I don't know why I'm full of these today, um, but if I were in an accident and broke multiple bones in my body, sure, m- maybe all of them, <coughs> like that would be awful. Yeah. But every time one of the bones healed, that's a little resurrection. Like mm. it's not the full resurrection that I want because there's still brokenness in sure. me. But like I can celebrate the little R resurrections until mm. I'm fully functional again, fully resurrected, walking like not mm. in my brokenness. In that process you're talking about, you s- requires you to stay engaged, and sometimes mm-hmm. we're like. All right, I'm fifty percent healed. Uh, let's just call it. Let's cl- let's call it. <laughs> I don't need my right leg. <laughs> let's call it good. Sure, but yeah. I mean that's yeah. And going back to that idea of that that dream that that God has placed in our heart. Uh, so many times I wanted to just go. Must not be real. Must mm-hmm. not be. Must not be a God thing. Must not be. You know something I'm supposed to pursue. Uh, mm. and so, because it's painful to, to face those things and to tell people about this thing that, you know, like, what if God doesn't show up with his resurrection? Right. Mm. Yeah. What do you do then? That's kind of sitting in the Saturday. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I like that. The cool thing is we could show up with our spices and God's still going to do his thing. Yeah. We don't have to always get it right. Mm. Joseph, Joseph, up until Pharaoh put a new coat on him, was pretty confident 
his 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 dream was dead. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to dive into our uh, next series of family values next week. So hopefully you'll uh, jump in and join us for that. Absolutely. Uh, we'll just be talking all sorts of fun stuff. I don't know. People have families and there's relationships and we got to deal with people and there's conflict and dynamics. And so this, I don't know, this might apply to somebody, somebody out there. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just going to talk about me and my betas all the time. So sweet. (laughs) We got a new beta yesterday. Did you? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm still fighting algae in my one tank. So no new betas for me, Mm. but it's fine. It's fine. It's going to be good. We'll see you then. Until next time. Uh, I don't know. Dig into your text. Enjoy your Isaiah LTG readings. Start reading Isaiah for LTG. Join an LTG. Join a care group. I don't know. It's better when you're talking about it with people. So good. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like you know, when we get together and we talk with people in footnotes, it's better than, you know, just me rambling in a whiteboard. That's no fun. Nobody wants that. Sometime, someday I'll record that and you all will understand. This is much better. But nonetheless, go find uh, find some community, wrestle over these things, hit us up at info at Mission Ridge if you got anything you want us to talk about, or I don't know, we said some horrible heresy that you want to let us know about. Mom, do not email them. Definitely email us. It'll be great. <laughs> and uh, until next time. Peace. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.